Hello and welcome. Welcome. How are you? Well, I'm very well. Thank you uh, for joining us on the this late night edition of the podcast. Yes. I mean, late for you, not for me. What's late anyway? What is time? <laughs> it's a linear thing. I mean, really, what is it? Like, imagine we didn't have computers. How would we, how would we relate to time if we didn't have messages that were stored and saved? As in, like, time differences? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just time in general. Forget oh, about well, time differences. Oh. Well, I learned at a young age how to use a sundial, so I'll be able to tell time. I mean, those, those are pretty badass skills that you really miss out on when you're in Jordan. Mm-hmm. Using a sundial in Jordan? You you miss out on that like type of stuff. Any anything that's cool and young people learning to do cool stuff. Mm. You don't get that in Jordan. Jordan is uh it's a place where uh, well it's not that an out it's not exactly a very outdoor culture. Well, the reason why I know how to read a sundial is because of my father. It's not because it's a usual thing that's taught in school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. In between or orienteering and landscaping. <laughs> One of the life skills that he forced me to learn at a young age. I mean, I do maintain that I've... Your father appears to be a bit of a, a character. You know? Yes. He's if only I become say so. more of one since I've become working with him, which is funny. Is is it that he has become more of one, or you have understood he, him? Oh, uh, I think as I understand it. Actually, no, I think he's become more of one because he doesn't know how to act in a professional setting with his daughter there. <laughs> in the sense, like... Because <laughs> he knows that I know all like the ins and outs of the school now, that he's like... I can't. Nothing gets passive anymore. <laughs> he can't. He simply can't say the things he would have said previously. Well, no, he just can't hide any information of like what's going on in the school. Because like I always ask him just because out of curiosity, but now it's I know what's going on in the school, so he can't lie about anything. So you have the dirty laundry. A, f a little bit, not that much though. As in, there isn't that much dirty laundry, or you don't have that much of it? Um... I mean, there's more dirty laundry, just because I know... what's going on now, like... the secrets of the school. But, <laughs> um... Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. <laughs> the secrets. Oh, I mean, there's not wild secrets, it's just like what teachers get along with who and like what the teaching groups are in terms of like friend groups and everything it's fascinating to me i mean it depends on the way you look at things but you could certainly you could certainly find this fascinating especially if you interpret it in a certain way mm -hmm. you know because you can study how how it seems that the people that we gravitate towards we don't really have, have that much of a say in it. You know, we talk about free yeah. will, but it, it just seems like these are just choices that are made for us. Yeah. I mean, it's like you're you're forced to hang out with the people in your department, but where you go from there, it's really your choice. Yeah. You know, I guess I always hoped that 
these boarding school environments would have a, a wider palette of people that you could interact with. Yeah. It's, right it's now just... it doesn't seem like that wide, though. <laughs> well, how so? Or maybe I just didn't catch what you said. Oh, I just said, like, um, it's not very wide, like, actually looking at the faculty and teaching people here, like, there's not that much diversity in terms of personalities. <laughs> sure, I mean, look, not even to say that we need the swarthier people and the less swarthy people, right? It's To me, mm -hmm. it's more that you have students, 14 to 18-year-olds, and you have teachers, and some and some ground staff who are essentially exist to serve you. Yeah. <clears throat> and it just, the community energy is so extraordinary that it feels like, you know, what if you had the carpenters, you know, and these people that are just, you could walk into the woodworking shop at any point, you know, you could walk into the mechanic place, you could walk into the farm and just see how, like these are communities that can sustain themselves on their own horsepower. You know, all mm -hmm. they have to do is yeah. do it. Yeah. Their own like you trade. You guys can cultivate so much of your own food. It would be really cool, you know? But, yeah, that's not why... That's not producing a bunch of hippies. That's <laughs> not <laughs> a business model. I mean, some of them are hippies. I mean, in the summer, my sure, family very much is... not the business model. Oh, no. 100% not. Yeah. Why would you pay plenty money for your kid to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm one with the earth. I'm just going to go, you know, permaculture, plant some vegetables. Come back with a bag full of crystals, knowing how to manifest everything in life. Going over to Sedona. <laughs> the Wild. energy centers. Well, this is an emerald. <laughs> Emeralds are for good luck. Gotta get no, up at 5 a.m. for morning meditations, too. Like, these people are clearly in touch with something. You know, who am I to tell them that they're not, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can say that I've fallen for some of the hippy-dippy stuff right now. Trying out oh, different I'm supplements. Uh, you, I'm I'm the same. I, uh, I'm open to the the ideas. I just find that the the current interpretation of the typical hippy dippy life it just it uh, it misses some of its appeal to to a general public in, in terms of at least its image, its representation. And I feel like there's probably a bridge to be made over between being able to live a sustainable and at one with the earth life and mm -hmm. also being able to maintain a degree of comfort that we are familiar with at least to some extent you know shampoo yeah. stuff like that mm-hmm no that is a something to think about yeah what have you been up to though we haven't spoken in a while it's a good point i um yesterday i went just exploring. I took the car out in the morning and I I just drove until I found I ended up just like on a dirt road with a private view of the big mountain, but on my own and it's it's like 
70 degrees Fahrenheit and a breeze and a breeze and <laughs> it's just absurd for February and I started this project where I locked the camera down on sticks on the tripod and the whole idea is that I need to film for one hour except I don't check the time and in that one hour I don't have a phone I don't have a watch and so I have to I have to pretty much feel what the hour if it was an hour and I'm interested in seeing if it's a longer hour or shorter hour. That's just a version of the interpretation. And then the product is that it totally changes your relationship to what you photograph because suddenly you have a living and breathing image for just like one hour on earth from here, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just a, it's a fun little collection. And in that time, I realized it's a super good time to do some meditation, do some stretching, read your book, you know? And so it's, it's actually the a structural adjustment that I think could yield a lot of positive uh, ideas. Of course, it's uh, I have a YouTube channel now. This is my plug. Wait, you have a YouTube channel now? Yeah, I'll, uh, I have eight uh, eight installments. Oh, nice. Of this. Yeah, because I'd already sort of done some of these in Australia mm-hmm. without thinking much of it, but I've. I've committed, at least for now. You know, I'm um, I'm using the podcast and this type of YouTube channel stuff as a as a proxy way of saying, hey, I don't know what I want to do with my life, but this is my f- version of just like doing, rather than sitting here thinking. And yeah. hopefully, by doing, it'll lead into something else. Luckily, the podcast is a is is thinking disguised as doing, mm-hmm. and. Uh, well, I guess you. I guess it's the same with this uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> it's just thinking this guy's just doing. That's all it is. How yeah. about you? You said you you said that you were exploring the the field of mindfulness. Oh yeah, I've just been trying to practice becoming more aware of my own thoughts and how to channel that into actually being productive in helping with my future if that can make any kind of sense so take me through like the journey take take me through the journey of how these thoughts manifest themselves i mean i I I am interested in hearing and don't you know don't skimp on the details yeah (laughs) um so i think it has started a lot with um just having conversations i think the podcast is helping drop the mic um i'm not usually a person who just is very um talkative with what my internal thoughts are just like day to day and stuff like that i'm a very internal person um so i think just talking out how i'm feeling about situations like in depthly even if it's like uncomfortable for me especially doing this i've been doing it a lot with um ari recently it's been very helpful and just actually thinking about what i want to do and saying it out loud rather than just like having like what I want to do in the future kind of thoughts in my head and just putting it on paper in some kind of form or even like printing it out has been very helpful in terms of like just trying to manifest things because then it's just a visual representation of where I want to be whether it be like next year or in a few years or just like in my entire life what I want to accomplish um so just making visual reminders has been very helpful and yeah, and just talking more about what I'm 
feeling too. So do you feel like simply by expressing it and they put it on paper, it it changes your relationship to uh, at least changes your future's relationship to reality? Mm-hmm. It makes it a little more tangible or just that I feel like I'm able to do it. I don't know. I think recently I've, I don't know if I'm going to have like a job next term in terms of like school year time or even I don't even know what I'm going to be doing after May. Um, and just thinking about all the different opportunities that I could do, um, like applying for the Penn Teaching Fellowship at different schools, what what I teach. Um should I go and do different workaway programs just to gain experience out in the world and as a way to travel travel for less? Just like putting all that stuff out on paper somewhere has been making me realize that I can actually do those things. And it's not just like a thought in my head of like, oh, I can do that down the line. But like, no, I'm young. It's time to act on these things. Yes, there's a pandemic going on, but that doesn't mean I should stop trying to achieve what I want to in terms of career and just hobbies. So. Well, if there's ever a time to just throw caution to the wind and say that there's there are no limitations beyond the self-imposed ones, this is the time of the life, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I am the type of I person just to, like, self-sabotage in the way, and like, not necessarily, like mess up a job or anything but just to hold myself back yeah why is that why do why do people do that i could not tell you as someone who suffers from it (laughs) do you feel like you would rather other people thrive than you no i think i mean I, i mentioned it to you in the journal entry that i sent you it's just like the anxiety or just fear of kind of letting others down in in letting myself down in that way so i'd rather just not try something out of the fear of what could happen if it goes wrong do you see a therapist or have you i i used to and then i got them fired (laughs) (laughs) okay okay well i guess the only reason i ask is because it's clear that you have some vocabulary to be able to describe um what you perceive to be going on inside your mind and oh, yes. another friend who describes similar things to you and she also refers to it as anxiety but based on a lot at least the way you describe it to me is that i i can relate on a, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways to what you're describing on a daily basis the only difference is that i have i've never given it a name and mm-hmm. I just, I sort of feel like names are limitations. It says that this is this, therefore this is what it is. And it just seems a little restrictive in the sense that when you take a placebo, Mm -hmm. you think in positive thoughts and it serves your body well. And so I feel like a lot of the therapy economy is about reminding us about all the things that are broken about us <laughs> that need fixing but certainly it can't be that complicated i can't imagine if there's a god out there that he he or she or it made it that complicated you know life's supposed to be simple yeah. at least i believe that no i agree with a lot of what you just said 
And I do think that therapy, it does like bring out things or like they try to bring out things that traumas and stuff that you think you need to fix in some way. And at least for my own experiences with my mental health and internal fears and whatnot, kind of coming, because it's only recently that I've really like been able to talk about or like put a label on what my fears are just because it's just such a, it's a feeling or sensation that I just didn't know how to really describe. So then just by kind of journaling about it and just seeing like repetitive things by going back through my journal, I'm like, oh, like this is a moment that like the same kind of feeling popped up and like here it is again. So kind of making me feel a little more sane about different situations that I feel similarly similar about putting a title on it kind of helps um i can see that is it diagnosed no by like a medical professional no but i mean with that like also with learning about like what my fears are i've also learned to know like what i bring to the table to bring to the table in terms of my relationship with other people and like what pros i bring in general to myself so you feel that by going through therapy it gave you the sense that you are sort of in context of everyone else who seems to be a lot of people seem to be experiencing similar things as you yeah well the reason why i went to therapy was because my parents forced me to because i was dealing with a lot of uh deaths in the very short amount of time and they thought it would just help me but then it didn't really help me so i don't go to therapy currently Because my therapist told me they're like, okay, like you're doing everything that I would recommend, so I don't really know how to help you. I was like, thank you, thank you for all of that. <laughs> oh man, you know it's it's such a young field, therapy, mm-hmm. it's such a young field, you know, and I think people really have to be careful about speaking with conviction in this field because we, you know, for all we know. The only thing we need to think about is putting food in our bodies. <laughs> like <laughs> that's in principle the only thing we were designed to think about. Yeah. And so everything else is like we're flying solo at this point. Just kind of seeing what you how the way you can push and pull and tug at the brain and see what it how it reacts to different situations. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Leslie and I had our little book club this morning. And that's a lot of what we talked about is just kind of how we got to this stage in our own species in terms of like our self-destructiveness towards others. And or at least like that's what I'm taking away from it. And just hunter gatherers, once we got out of that there, that's what went wrong. And also just like everything else that we've created from hunter gatherers has become a social construct in order to break each other down but also just what makes us human is our own consciousness and that kind of also is our own downfall is just being aware of other things in the world that is in our own uh survival of the fittest in a way Hmm. yes you know it makes me think of a passage i was reading today in my book overstory where there's this intellectual property lawyer who at some point it hits him is like wait a minute why can't trees be seen as persons like what's what's a person like uh, essentially a tree is currently seen as something that has use for somebody for he who has rights 
that mm -hmm. water writes. So it's like, why, if a tree has lived and lives in a place, does it not have the right to be defended in a court of law? You know? And that's the sort of uh, one of the whole chapters that was exploring that question. And it makes total sense. Like, in some, like, why can a government give away land to people for yeah. free and say that it's they're selling like it's not their land to give? That reminds me um, of a documentary I watched a few years back. It's narrated or like it's by Judy Nench because she's obsessed with trees and it's kind of like she talks about how like trees are living things like they talk to me and stuff like that. Like they are. Yes, they can't talk in the way that we do, but they communicate in different ways and we need to listen to them. So and many then also ways. Uh, I read somewhere or like saw somewhere like a few years back about how there was a tree who was like the own mayor of its like own town so like the town like could legally not do anything to the tree <laughs> which I, I don't know how that happens but like i'm i'm here for it <laughs> well you know, the thing about the people are cutting down these old growths with trees hundreds of years old and the real enemy is is just that somebody has some debt somebody has needs money like it's not a like existential threat like all you have to do is stop <laughs> you go find mm -hmm. money and somewhere else yeah like and people adjust eventually it might suck at first but that's how it... i don't know it's just there's so much in these we simply won't get back if if it's cut you know it's these are so old mm-hmm but I, I can relate to that a lot. Yeah, no. I feel like they've been taking down a lot of trees on, on my street, and I, I just become so emotionally attached to all of them. Just not because like, I'm like, oh, like there's that tree that I like to like sit under or something like that. But I'm, it's a part of the history of the town that they're taking away, and like once they remove like all, the old trees that have been here since I don't know, the town even has started because some of them are that old. Like that part of history and the town's history is gone. And it's so sad to me. <laughs> you could, you could, like, next time it looks like they're going to take a tree down, you could go climb into the tree and protest. Oh, I've thought about that, but my mom has um, really had to stop me a few times <laughs> from doing that. <laughs> Sarah, yeah. if these are really old trees, they deserve to be here, you know? Well, some of them, like, like, are actually, like, they've been hit by lightning and they're dying and they're it's a danger to like if there's a really bad windstorm they could fall and hurt someone but it's some of them i'm like yeah, why are you doing why that why is a tree less important than a human being that's true like if you think of it like we only take trees give us oxygen <laughs> if there's like <laughs> anyone who's more important than us it's trees <laughs> like trees give us everything it's like they should you change know, that absolutely everything yeah they should change that analogy of like a split train track with a runaway train. One side as a person, the other side as a tree. Which way do you let it go? Who do you save? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Run over the people. Definitely. <laughs> like, no what hesitation. Do add to this planet. Seriously, what do people add to this planet as opposed to trees? Like Nothing. every tree, any tree is better than every person. <laughs> mm-hmm just by virtue of how they 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 literally 
produce a, they they eat carbon and it turns into them it turns into them wild have you heard of this um this field of dendrochronology tell me about it i'm surprised it wasn't in your book it's studying the the rings of trees to know how well one you can tell yeah, how old the tree is but then you can tell um like where in time certain things happened if like you can see a piece of wood that was at a site or something based Droughts. on yeah which is wild to me so, yeah, like a lot of sure. histories a lot of history's mysteries have been solved by dendrochronology so trees it's so true though but trees have so much more like well the book is like it's a series it's a novel with short stories <laughs> but it's like I, I saw it won the Pulitzer Prize and I think it is written very nicely but I mm -hmm. also see now more than halfway through like clearly it's it's a book that's designed to, to sweet talk you into feeling urgency for trees Mm -hmm. you know and uh i can respect i can respect it you know i i'm enjoying the the prose but i understand that that's where the agenda is but it's it's if there's ever to be a noble mission it is that how do you think we fix it then the like basically the epidemic of killing trees or the genocide of killing trees like deforestation mm -hmm. and stuff like that well, you get people to fall in love with trees. I think that's one of the first to reintroduce people to those things that we already knew. That that mm -hmm. it'll take us hundreds of years to learn what we had, people had already known about trees. Mm -hmm. And that's what this book is doing. Guaranteed, I'm sure. I'm sure this movie is getting optioned. You know, and I'm I'm really I want to follow up this um, chapter about the giving personhood to trees because I'd, it just sounds like it makes sense and why would it be in the book if it's not something that they're exploring but it's yeah. worth reading I would say it's that type of yeah. book it's but it's a big book you know it'll yeah. unless you really commit to it it'll it'll take a while to get through no I'm I'm creating a list of books to read over span of two weeks because I'm stuck in the dorm with kids but so that is added to the list are you it's quarantined no I'm not quarantining it's international kids some of them can't go home so they are staying on campus so I'm staying in the dorm getting paid extra which is nice um to like so you're the monitor Brian. them Brian's at the other no Brian's not doing it Brian's going to visit his brother in Colorado no but you are the Brian Oh, yeah. I guess so. You More serve the them from the inn? No, no, they're staying in the dorm that I'm living in right now. In okay. Ethan Williams. Yeah. So I don't have to move my but, stuff. They have to move into here, which is nice. But wait, is there holiday now? Yeah, um, in two weeks. Uh, well, there's a two already. week break. Yeah. And then it's done on... May 30th or whatever. You know, I, I, I tried um, right before we started this to, uh, you know, there are two different kinds of happy herb. 
they say one for the brain, one for the body. And mm-hmm. I've always been one for the brain. But I ch- did one for uh, the body right before we started. And it's incredible yeah. how how much less sharp you are suddenly. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a struggle to come up with thoughts that have the same energy and zest and bing, 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 bing. Mm-hmm. You do seem a little sure subdued compared to normal. Well, <laughs> I think it's also worth noting. I have a, I spend a lot of time on my own, very mm. quietly and slowly. And so it's just when the mood is right. Sometimes the, the social life becomes very uh, bubbly and full of life. But sometimes it's also laid back. Oh yeah. Watched, no, I get that. Just watched. Uh, Robin Williams especially improvising on stage for an hour like that man had a energy going in every direction mm-hmm. what was the I was just watching or just found a documentary or something about him no that was the one that you sent me Jim Carrey and Andy Krause Kaufman Kaufman are you um are you familiar with the Beatles Am I familiar with the Beatles? Yes. Do you enjoy their their music? Yeah. Well, there's a documentary on uh, our, you know, private Netflix called Eight Days a Week. And it's essentially just about the hysteria. And it's about the four four of them and their camaraderie. And it's mm-hmm. it's actually really great to watch. Very easy, light watch. But it's it's it'll show you a side of the Beatles that you didn't see before. I have watched it actually. Oh, okay. There you go. My my dad is one of the biggest Beatle fans that I've ever met. So, the Beatles are pretty ingrained in my. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh man. Nothing Hot gets past me. <laughs> no, not 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 the Beatles. I have a whole playlist dedicated to my favorite songs by them. Yeah, it's remarkable, you know. I th- normally, uh, I can present 10, 15 thoughts that happen whenever anything is said. Mm-hmm. But today. And today, I don't know. <laughs> Barely even one. I, what if we invited just... What we said was it for random fiver people to be on the podcast. It's just like... <laughs> Uh, hire a guy in the Philippines <laughs> guy in, in Uganda I, and be like, I'll give you 10 bucks just to be on that, for half an hour with us. I think that would be amazing. Wouldn't it be amazing? I think it'd be so fun. All right, so we'll have to find, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't matter. It could be from anywhere. Yeah. And we just ask them about their lives, you know? I think that would be, I mean, because... I mean, we we know a lot about each other's lives by now. That bringing in someone that I don't know at all would be very entertaining. For sure, because nobody would know them, and we would just say, ten bucks, half an hour, <laughs> just get in the podcast and hit record while you do it, please. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Make a new you friend. Just invite all sorts of random people. <laughs> yeah, make a new friend. It's true. Just like you know, Kenneth. 
uh, keyboardist in Nigeria. <laughs> Hello, my name is Kenneth. Today, I am going to. <laughs> my brother uh, just got a new job. Mm -hmm. And it's like the first, like it's totally up his alley. Like one of the first gigs that's actually up his alley. It's a, he's taking it's an editor position at a big esports team. Oh wow! And so it's it's cool. And then they, like as a welcome gift, they give him like eight hundred dollars of credit just to buy their own company swag. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Oh, it's absurd. And like, you know, you can get these track suits and all sorts of shit. Oh, man, they have so much swag. They have so much swag. <laughs> now everything you're going to get is from that company, probably, for like the next few years. <laughs> 100%. But they're pretty big. Like, they, they partnered with Naruto and with Marvel. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're like... They're not a little deal type of thing. They're a big deal type. At least, you know, in the in the world of performing for for each other. Yeah. No, they don't mess around. It sounds like. Yeah, I'm not a esports dude, but like, I guess, you know. Wow, they picked a like. One of their models wearing the shirt. It looks like a young Snoop Dogg, and it definitely <laughs> makes the T-shirt significantly cooler. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, speaking of Fiverr, not that you would have maybe seen this, but there was a, a Super Bowl ad for Fiverr, and it was honestly one of the best things I've seen recently because it was a, a spoof on, um, or not even a spoof, it was the company that Trump did his last, um, I don't know, not speech, or like rally at. It was like for the something like Hampton Hotel, but it was like the Hampton um another company that was like a florist or something and it, it was that company that was the fiverr um fiverr ad for the super bowl and it was so well done it was perfect i think you should check it out all right i will check it or i'll just Sue find sent the, I'll, me an ad as well i'll find the i'll just find the link right now and send it i haven't heard much of swarthy sue lately you know? What was that? He just... He, I haven't heard much about Swarthy Sue lately. Mm. He, um... He sent me a pencil drawing he did, which was... All kinds of strange. <laughs> I saw him a few but weekends he, ago, but... Haven't really heard from him since. I don't know what he's doing. I really don't know how he occupies his time. Oh, the ad's playing, that's what playing. There we go. Alright, I was wondering like what was playing through my headphones, because there's so much noise going on, and I realized that it was the ad on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube, alright, let's check it out. Let's see what we're uh, looking at. Opportunity knocks. Wait, this is because of the Super Bowl? Yeah.
So high budget. What was that? season it's a pretty ad I mean nice colors pretty well done I didn't even realize it was Fiverr until the end I was like oh that makes it so much better you know I guess you know from my perspective what I see is people put a lot of effort into a concept where I feel like I could have come up with a much simpler concept that probably was more memorable. That would have mm -hmm. cost you much less trouble. Oh, probably. 100%. So why does... Why does Amazon have a... 78, 78 million views for their commercial? I'm pretty sure they bought everything. Probably. Honestly, Amazon scares me. It's become too big. Uh, so it just become too big and it just it, everything is like owned by Amazon or they make like a copy of it then people also buy what? that but isn't this just the sort of the inevitability of technology yes like as soon as it was created we knew where it was going to go oh yeah it's more just i know that right now i'd be or like i wish it was just a less technological world but at the same time, I know I wouldn't keep in contact with as many people. But just living in the forest, remote, would be a perfect life. But Amazon's messing that up. You could also go up to Portland, you know, by the old growth forest. That is true. And that's a crazy forest. Very crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You could study mushrooms, be a mycologist, be at a super, like, frontier field. Oh, I could. Still need to try my first trip on shrooms. You Still could do. You list. could be an archaeomycologist. Like it, it's a pretty cool title. Invent my own role. Yeah. Something because why about. not? I mean, like mushrooms are will save the planet. You know. That's true. That movie did blow mm -hmm. my mind. So why not just you know study them? It's a uh, Go figure out, you know, just run some of your own experiments. This is this is the frontier. Use that science brain that they taught us. Mm-hmm. But I, I do mean it, though, when I say the frontier. It's like, we have this idea that humankind knows stuff. <laughs> it's like, no, we don't anymore. We need to re relearn it at all, so we may as well start doing some research. Oh, yeah. We're very reliant on technology just to be able to tell us everything that we know but actually learning it is a different story i have to be in the field life or death situation a mushroom one mushroom no two mushrooms the wrong if i pick the wrong one i die if i pick the right one i live and have a euphoric trip 
I'll do it. It's like, tune in next week to see what Sarah does. <laughs> Show gets canceled. You know the outcome. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> we'll never hear it. Oh, man. Well, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would change my um, career path for right now. I'd put well, a kink in it. What's a career path? Well, I recently applied to be a uh, for the Penn Fellowship for teaching at um, private schools for religious studies. So, gonna teach people wow. about how religion sucks. No, I'm gonna keep teach kids about different religions in the world. <laughs> so you applied to that. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I applied to Lawrenceville and Deerfield. Wow. But what I what if you become a researcher, you know? Mm-hmm. With like a whip. Hmm. I mean I guess I what could What if you had a whip? What if I had a whip? I already have a whip. Like what if you carried it with you? <laughs> oh. I mean that would be a scene. I don't know if people would take me seriously if I carried around a whip with me, or that they would just fear me, probably. I need to learn how to use it first. I mean, if you can crack a whip very well, you will command the room's attention, I can tell you that. <laughs> That's how I say good morning to my kids in the class every day. <laughs> Watch. All right, kids. <laughs> class has begun. <laughs> but, but it's like it's a really good whip crack, like you have practiced. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm scared to use it now because I I got it as like a joke graduation present with along with an Indiana Jones hat from my brother, and the first time my sister took it and uh, tried using it and she whipped me, so I've had to take a little break from looking at the whip because it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is uh, a risk with a whip. Is that yes. people get whipped? <laughs> yeah. No, but no I get, harm. No. I just have to go down to the lower levels and have very open fields where no one's going to be around and just go crazy. Maybe put some cans on some some fences, try and whip them off. We'll you see. You could go to some of the ranchers and ask <laughs> them to teach you how to whip. Yeah. <laughs> the cans are a good idea, too. I think that'd be pretty funny if you, like, <laughs> suddenly in the field, people hear, hoppa, hoppa. Hey, this repo, an old, like an old western, ask my brother to borrow his horse, ride up with a whip, take off some cans, be perfect. I mean, I'm pretty sure your your dad would get a kick out of you be getting some whip mastery. Oh, 100%. If anything, he's going to become the master over me. Yeah. If you have the whip? Well, no, the whip's in my room, but I mean, I know that if he had it, he would be using it right now. He picks up so, new tricks very well, fast. It's a little unsettling. You could, too, if you just did it, you know? Oh, yeah. And I mean, so you right could now, learn to do the whip. I mean, like, right now, the only place I'd practice would be in my room but i feel like practicing in a in a little dorm room apartment with other people around and just hearing that noise would be very concerning to some of the students just blast some music you know what are they gonna say 
Just hearing or cracking no, in the middle of the I night. A, I have the perfect uh, idea for you. If you search mm -hmm. Blazing Saddles soundtrack in YouTube. Blazing Saddle. That was like the first Saddle thing that came up. Blazing Saddles, welcome um, Sheriff. Uh, let me see. Opening title. Oh, it's a full movie. Hold up, let me, let me find the... There's a lot of good people in this film. Okay, yeah. Watch the one that's called Blazing Saddles opening title. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch the entire yeah, movie tonight. <laughs> powerful, yeah, okay, so this is... Play this one loud. And just, like, watch it as many times as you like. And I think it'll work for you. Get to about 20 seconds. Let me know when you're there. Op opening title. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you could, you know, you could hide in plain sight with this. I love a good classic western. Except this is not a classic western. <laughs> no. Oh, I just got there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know this film? The the show the movie? Mm-hmm. Uh no, but I'm very familiar with westerns. Like classic westerns. Okay, okay well this is not a classic western. I figured that much know. from the title. <laughs> I would have to plan the the whip crack so perfectly, though. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 with the melody or with the rhythm. You just no, I know. Just like the one time that I'm off, you're like, wait, what's going on there? The, but I will tell you, this is a classic screwball comedy. This is one of my favorite movies growing up. It's so stupid, but it's so funny, in such an old-fashioned way. I love old westerns. Instead of like Saturday morning cartoons, it'd either be westerns or Star Trek. So. Well, then you'd probably appreciate this. Yeah. Oh, Saying it out loud, I realized like how interesting my childhood was. <laughs> Being forced oh. to learn how to read a sundial and then watching Star Trek or westerns in the morning. I mean, when you consider what most people uh, have in childhoods these days. I would, uh, you clearly had a very unusual one. Oh yeah, I savor it. It's just, I I don't really think it's weird or unusual until I like start telling it to someone else and they're like, that's, I didn't do that. I was like, oh, I thought everyone did. <laughs> How could you see it as weird? I mean, you're, you are your frame of reference. That is true. No, yeah. Well, it's like, I didn't find, I like... Different family traditions that I thought every family did on, like, certain holidays. I guess it's just, like, uh, something that we did around Christmas time is we had a concept called Santa Mouse. That we'd leave a little stocking out and a little cube of cheese for Santa Mouse because he would come with Santa. And I was at a friend's house. I was like, oh, like, where's your Santa Mouse um, stocking? And they're like, well, what are you talking about? I was like, you guys don't, don't know Santa Mouse? And... <laughs> The, it was also like I was one of those kids that was like very past the age of like I've lived in Santa for too long <laughs> no 
refused to make believe that he wasn't real. I feel like I heard you say Santa Mouth. No, yeah, San Santa Mouse. Like a little mouse. L like a mouth that eats? Yeah. yeah so not like mouse. a mouth that scurries? No, a mouse that scurries. M-O-U-S-E. Okay. So not yeah. a mouth that masticates. With a no. jaw. No. The Santa mouth was a very different image for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that whole story looks very different in my head. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, mouse that scurries. <laughs> okay. Either way, uh, no kid had that besides my family. <laughs> no way. Santa mouth was ours. <laughs> Oh, wow. I mean, why not? In some sense, if you think of Santa and all the traditions that we have in our society, they're completely arbitrary. It just happens to be, well, these are the ones that other people do too. That's mm -hmm. why we do these ones. <laughs> so it's just like. We have to be normal. We have to be normal. We have to do the normal things <laughs> that normal people do. <laughs> Do it doesn't not make stray. Any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Why do no. people do this? <laughs> because of government. No. Because we don't, of government. We don't, no, we don't, we don't talk about the government. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> We're not talking about... Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast gets cut off at that point. <laughs> you suddenly hear like... Hello, Herr Fräulein Sarah, please, will you come with us? <laughs> Don't even knock, they just bust through the door. Exactly, please. <laughs> Assemble your belongings. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That'd be fantastic. I mean, scary, but fantastic. <laughs> it would be. And I think it would be worth... You know, I don't know if it'd be worth... <laughs> just a couple of hours ago, I went to go try and capture a nice view from a mountain from the hillside next to Barcelona. So I, f I walk up to a viewpoint, but it's like there's a path between where you park the car and where the viewpoint is, and it's all dark. And I'm on the hill, and it's nighttime. And I walk, and, and then at some point, there's like seven guys from all around just like inconspicuously step out of their <laughs> own corners of the bushes <laughs> and stand there, and it's very dark. <laughs> And I'm just standing in between all of them with my camera and my backpack and holding my <laughs> tripod. <laughs> I looked at them. I said, I didn't mean to to startle you guys. <laughs> I'm just going <gonna, laughs> to. I'm just going to go now. <laughs> you should have been like, I'm, I'm glad you guys all got the message to meet here at this time. <laughs> or something like that. Exactly. Thanks for coming to. It just it just didn't seem like the type of situation where I should be messing around. You know, maybe oh, yeah. maybe it's. You know, it's, I sometimes think like, what happened is different to what I interpreted happened, and mm. the question is which one is reality. Like these could have just been you know, innocent masturbators. <laughs> you know, who who's to say that they were necessarily peddling peddling smack? Just say like, oh, sorry, I'm late. Just start joining them. <laughs> exactly. Just 
belt down. Let's go. <laughs> so I realized that, like, I walked up and there was just, like, a guy who was sort of ambling. But there wasn't anything there where he was walking. And it's dark, pitch dark. I'm just under moonlight. And he was, like, an Indian guy in middle age. And mm -hmm. I asked him, hey, is there a viewpoint there? And I remember that I didn't actually... I wasn't paying attention to but his body language and everything was unusual. <laughs> so <laughs> many red flags. <laughs> he just like, he spoke very quietly as if, shh, don't talk so loud. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, th this is, this is a park. I think there are many viewpoints here in the park. <laughs> That's what he said? <laughs> well, essentially, like, uh, in terms of just the staccato nature of how he was speaking to me. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, Yeah, you definitely interrupted something that you weren't supposed to see. I was just like, what? What did I interrupt? What, what was this? <laughs> <laughs> Why were they all in different parts of the bushes? <laughs> Why was it pitch dark? There's so many questions. What were and you doing there? You'll never know the answer unless you go back there around the same time. And if they're there, then... It seems to me that on. they probably would be. It seemed like a pretty classic drug dealing type of situation, <laughs> except for the fact that they were in their own separate corners of the bushes. Oh, yeah. I mean... Because it was weird. I was just walking up a path that looked like an empty path. I heard some ruffling. I like looked around and suddenly there's seven guys around me. They just emerged. <laughs> I'm just imagining and you just like being like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> and they're just like standing there looking at me and one of them kind of very slowly inches toward me. And I thought, you know what? <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm not a, I don't, I'm trying not to be a neurotic guy. You know? I'm not trying not to be a fearful person. But it just seemed like there were a couple of red flags there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just, just a few. I mean, if I was in your shoes and it was me there, I would be running away before, like, anything. After I heard Russell, I'd be running away. But, yeah. You're yeah, alive. I feel like <laughs> running away is, in the end, what you want is to, to vacate the situation, right? And so the question then is just, what's the strategic way to do it? Just walk away as if nothing happened. Exactly. Or just, or I should just have whistled. Walking. Whistled. <laughs> <laughs> like That's a cat a call whistle. Inconspicuous. <laughs> no, no, no. Like an inconspicuous oh, whistle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like okay. like I'm doing nothing wrong. Whistle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always works. Every time I've used it, it works. Exactly, I have it on good authority. It's like, well, sir, what do you mean by, uh, works? Every time I try to get out of a situation, I just whistle and walk away, and it works. <laughs> I mean, you could, you know, just the fact that we say bye to people, again, it's another one of these, like, be normal <laughs> type of things. How are you? You don't even know me. Why does it matter to you? Exactly. Let's just get to the let's get to what we want to talk about. Oh yeah. I'm very sick of people asking how I am. How is the dorms there? How is how has your perspective changed 
on living in this town while working here. Same. Honestly, the same. You know, honestly, if I were you, I would just come up with some fun answers to these questions. Instead of letting this, you know, rub you the wrong way, you may as well enjoy it. Oh, no, every single time I do a different answer, it's usually, like, oh, like, really tough week. Like, four girls just bombarded me with, like, some kind of problem. Or, like, some, I'm just, like, become, like, very open about it. Like, to the point they're, like, oh, like, you shouldn't be talking about this without, like, uh, what are, like a supervisor in the area or like, something like that. <laughs> like, with what? Oh, like, with, like, a supervisor. Like, like if a girl, if one of my um, residents, like, say something, like, says something concerning like that i need to report i like can't talk to other people until i talk to a supervisor technically that hasn't happened but that's technically what's supposed to happen or you're like, supposed just to like... talk to a... <laughs> like I, I gotta check with my supervisor <laughs> <laughs> tell me something <laughs> secret i'm sorry i gotta call my supervisor right now <laughs> but miss dancer i'm in a crisis no no i gotta call my supervisor <laughs> uh this uh this student has a as a genital condition that she is currently <laughs> informing me about. How do you proceed? Please advise. <laughs> just be very insensitive, just like make it like such a business meeting. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, like, oh yeah. God, supervisors. Protocol. What a world. <laughs> I don't even know what my protocol is for most things. I just let it happen. I'm like, well, I, I, I didn't know. No one told me. And usually that gets me out of stuff. <laughs> I think it it works. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm white. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just so like, sorry. and people like, people get it. They understand. I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm new here. Like, don't know the ropes. They're like, oh yeah, I get that. <laughs> it's like, no, I know it's what to like, do. Uh, well, you could say I've been here so long that I've kind of, I've taken it all for granted, you know? I've unlearned it. Mm-hmm. Just, I was Whatever recently... Whatever it is that we're referring it's to. It's usually, like, I'm, like, closer in age to the kids, so sometimes it's weird to, like, put up different boundaries. Like, I was just a student a few months ago myself. Like, ah, oh, yeah, get it. <laughs> oh, I've been there so many times. It's, I find, I, I actually find it really weird, you know? There are many times where I get along with these kids in a way that's, like, you could be my little nephew, you know, my cousin. Like, we we could laugh together, you know? What's... Why do you necessarily think, oh, well, you're a... You're a 27-year-old adult. You're an adult. You can't... You're old. You, you, you're old. You can't talk to these people outside of... You can't talk to them. <laughs> Just like... Be normal. It doesn't make any sense. Like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. At all. I mean, there I are sometimes that I like, I, I like realize like, oh, I'm like going over a boundary or something like that. Just like being like too transparent about how reckless I was, even though I wasn't that reckless. Like while I was at the school that they're attending, I'm like, oh no, like I shouldn't be trying to influence their or like influencing them in some way to go against the rules or something. Or just like swearing so much, I'm like, oh, like oh shit, sorry, like didn't mean to say that stuff. <laughs> like, so I forget the that there's I like. Have is a view with a reverse snapback, <laughs> with a backwards chair, and talking like the drug talk with the girls, but it's like full humble brags. <laughs> 
you should have seen me last week we we're doing visitations this this weekend or like prattles or whatever so people from other dorms um can come visit the girls at this dorm and i had to give them a talk of like if you're feeling uncomfortable in a situation like we can have a code word or anything or like i have to come check on you every 30 minutes to make sure everything's consensual <laughs> like, giving them that kind of talk <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, when I got bridles, this is what happened, or like something like that. <laughs> oh my god. You can give them a virginity talk. Oh, you I'd know. be really good at that. You could say, this is your virginity. You only <laughs> have one. You must take very good care of virginity. <laughs> See, mine, my, my belt is still locked, and that's okay. <laughs> There you go. We must love Jesus Christ for all that he has bestowed on us. Mm -hmm. That's why I put up Jesus posters on all the hallways. So every single time a girl comes out of their room with a significant other, they see Jesus and he knows what they've done. Do you have the one with Jesus pointing the finger at you? Oh, yeah. Like the Uncle Sam, like we want you. But it's Jesus saying, I know what you did. Yeah, but the finger's, like, much bonier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, it's really in your face in the frame, you know? Mm -hmm. Jesus is watching you. And, like, you can see the hole on his on the top of his hand of where the nail was. Yeah, it's pretty harrowing. What are they... They had names for those, don't they? The nails? No, the hand holes. Oh. Probably. There's a... There's a name, I'll get them... Uh, Name of hand holes on Jesus's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Stigmatas. What's a stigmata with you? <laughs> Disaster. Disaster. <laughs> I heard a comedian say at some point, do you really feel like what Jesus Christ is waiting for for his second coming is to be greeted by, you know, the symbols of the way he was executed. It's like it may as well have been a noose, you know? <laughs> the symbol of Christ. A noose. Oh. A noose. A guillotine. <laughs> That's good. That's Man, I can't believe how mentally slow this has made me. What can I ask you what you ingested? Yeah, it was just an indica. Oh. But and um it's, you it's never very relaxing. Yeah. You just never specified earlier you were very uh, vague. Well, yeah, you know, cuz you know, cuz they're cuz of the kids. Cuz kids could you be know. listening to this. Cuz of the kids. <laughs> Think of the children. <laughs> we have to think of the children. <laughs> Maybe we've done too much thinking of the children. Our goal is to get this podcast monetized, right? So we make ad revenue from exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. You know, I I kind of have like... My philosophy of what we need to do for the children is to leave the children alone. <laughs> so like leave a... Like what is it? Um, Lord of the Flies situation? Like that kind of situation? Well, I mean, you wouldn't set it up like that. <laughs> we wouldn't call it that, but 
we would put them all on island for a certain amount of time until they are mature enough to leave it. Yes, but I believe that human beings in crisis lean toward cooperation rather than competition. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Except, except for the white supremacists. They will always go for nonsense. Yeah, but white supremacists, they're, you know, in the statistical standard deviation, they're pretty far outside of the spectrum of, like, normal. You know, these are people who took the be normal and disregarded it entirely. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. For them, normal was not acceptable because it involved people of the swarthier variety. Mm-hmm. It's like, congratulations, you have uh, graduated to podcast who uses the word swarthy most often. Wikipedia Wikipedia entry about this episode, you know. It's like on like my but it's like my Spotify but... rewind at the end be like you were the one percent listener for the word swarthy or whatever. <laughs> the word swarthy. Maybe that would have been a better name. That should be the name of this episode. The word is swarthy. But then maybe we need to make the subject matter a little bit more worthy. 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 Hold up. I'm, I'm looking up what that word means, because as you know, grammar is not my um, strong suit. I thought it was spelling. Well, anything with uh, words is not great. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, any about that. <laughs> talking is very difficult. Well, talking is at best a a highly imperfect means of expressing certain synapses firing inside the brain. Mm -hmm. Sometimes my brain goes too fast for my mouth, though. And that's when the mumbling begins. And then it just, you foam at the mouth. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then I just start seizuring on the floor. It's really harrowing for other people to watch. Oh, because of the convulsions, right? Yes. It starts at <laughs> the like... fingertips, and then it goes down to my toes. See, this is what happens when I, when I, when I use words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's here come the convulsions. <laughs> it's any word that I cannot pronounce correctly, and that I never will. One of them is peculiar. I can't say. <laughs> Peculiar? Peculiar. Peculiar. <laughs> Can't say it? That's really funny. The ticks are starting? I think what you need to do, you need to leave the United States and go somewhere where English is a second language. I think all your anxiety about language will just disappear immediately. Oh, yeah. Just go 100%. to Greece. Just That's why I'm using Duolingo right now. No, Duolingo doesn't do anything. <laughs> I mean... I think it's pretty good if you if you let it. Oh yeah, I mean I used it for a little bit, but in terms like when I was actually taking a language class, but now if it's like on my own time, it's just that little green owl haunting me, popping up. You so missed the this week's lessons. Like Duolingo doesn't do anything. Like you have to do it. 
Yeah. Duolingo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have to become the dominant in the relationship. I can do that. Exactly. And they will be the submissive. I, you should do it. I mean, I isn't that the, the, the nomenclature, the parlance of our times? This is how people relate to each other. You are dominant one. I am submissive one. <laughs> I should. I want to start a language though that I haven't studied before, so other than Spanish. Do you have any recommendations? Um, Jap Japanese. Japanese. Maybe. It's just. I was thinking Italian, because I want to go to. I would like to speak Italian. Especially it if is I go a to work. Language. Especially if I go to work of, on a vineyard there this summer. That's what I'm planning to do with my summer. Just volunteer on a that's vineyard. A, that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Woofing around, yeah. Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Woofing. Well, I sent an email today, and I'll see if they get a response, but it doesn't look like it. For, um... Oh, they just responded. For another unpaid Ooh. intern? Are they taking my job? Uh, okay, we have... 10 people on the wait list and zero... Um... So, okay, it doesn't look like that'll work. I wanted to do the... The outdoor survival thing where it's a month out in the wild. But, um... They're um, not available, at least no. in the time. It'll overlap during overlap our work, and I can't afford that. Do you know when you're working again? September. Nice. And back in the uh, U.S. or yeah. somewhere in the world? Should be in the U.S. Or we're just trying to avoid work, you know? Mm-hmm. We're just trying to, just trying to, just trying to avoid it, you know? I was just I sat for four hours in the coffee shop today and the coffee shops are great right now because it's like this big social hangout spot where clearly inside nobody gives a crap about the masks so nobody wears them and mm -hmm. so it's just like people playing pool people everybody smoking weed <laughs> sounds like you know? bliss and, but, it, but it's a big space and it has a lot of light coming down because it's got skylights so for us it's a plants everywhere it's a cool trendy type of location and they sell the weed and everyone smokes it there and i see some regulars i, I saw a guy really I'd ho i hope i see him again such great visual physical comedy i would put him in front of a camera as like an annoying guy and he would be really <laughs> successful <laughs> that sounds like a great atmosphere that i wish i could interact with right now yeah well you are you know where to find it when you get down here but you you, you have patriot care which is not too far away it's a little mm -hmm. bit of a different vibe mm -hmm. i mean if spain opens up this summer i would be more than happy to come visit you guys if you're there i mean we'll probably be here so he says, currently we have 10 people on the wait list for the first meeting. 
and zero for the second one. The second one is full. And for the third one has five spots available. So does it mean that they don't have anyone on the wait list? Like I guess so. Like the second one there's no no one's on the wait list. That's what it sounds like. To, right, how am I going to clarify? Um, is there an opportunity to get on, on the wait list for it? Alright. Alright. It'd be pretty intense. One month of just like being out in the wild with virtually yeah. nothing. No. Where did. Where is it? Boulder, Colorado. No, not Colorado. It's in uh, Utah. It's in where? Utah. Oh, nice. Mormon land. I like it. Yeah. Oops. Quiet. I have a decent amount of friends in Utah. And in southern Colorado. Where Mormons? the... the they're not Mormons, but, um, actually, no, maybe some of them converted up by this point. Who knows? Oh, man. I'm looking at the map. This is some, uh, untouched terrain. <laughs> oh, my God. Would it just be you going, or would you go with Lessie, too? It would be just a soul be me. Searching? Soul searching kind of night? Or I just, month? um, I've been kind of talking to Lessie about this. That I realized that I have never in my life actually done anything on my own. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much. That's pretty much a fact. You know, I've always had company, and it's it's sort of left me realizing that I've I have no sense of who I am in the context of myself. And sure, there's other people here, but it's still you're not entering with the preconceptions of your of your past, you know. If in some yeah. sense you, you, you carry the responsibility to play the character of Sarah that you've been building for the last 23 years. Mm. And there's a real freeing anonymity to, or freeing sense to be able to enjoy yourself anonymously with new people. No, I get that. That's what for I, whenever I, I do like, yeah, like whenever I do trips, like when I went on my archaeological dig, like, Going into it knowing no one was scary, but very liberating. And that's why, 100%. like, I do want to do, like, solo tri so solo travel trips. And so a way to, like, start doing that or feel more comfortable with it is, like, doing workaways or woofing and stuff like that in different countries, too. Just so I get Definitely. used to traveling by myself, being comfortable with myself, but also, like, going outside of my comfort zone to meet new people. Because I'm not good at doing that just right off the bat. And you could essentially just introduce yourself as whatever name you want. Like, it could be a nickname because who cares, you know? <laughs> it's a nickname. I'll go and by my middle name. Yeah, I I, was, I always think of doing that as well. But I feel like I could go further than the middle name. You know, how, how liberating would it be to just say, hey, I'm, I'm Max. Mm. Hi, I'm you Max. You could go as a Max. I could see you, you as know, a Max. You know what I mean? It's that you can suddenly be someone else. Yeah. Without I just any know that I would, 
I have to, I would have to like remind myself every morning and be like, you have to respond to this name. Cause I know like if someone like called that name randomly, like I would like sometimes like not turn around or respond to it just because I'd be like, who are you yelling at? It's like, oh, it's me. <laughs> I mean, yes, this is absolutely, <laughs> if you're going to try and do identity fraud, then you uh, need to take it seriously. Yeah, I would start probably a few weeks before I even leave the trip, tell my parents, I don't respond to Sarah anymore. I respond to Tabitha. And I, this is my diet. This is my diet from now on. <laughs> Completely disappearance. <laughs> Change everything. raw eggs and asparagus. <laughs> oh, that'd be so smelly. I'd be so I smelly. I eat the eggs first. <laughs> Shells are scrambled into it. Exactly. I have nothing. <laughs> I do not chase down the food. <laughs> I leave it in my mouth. Let the enzymes do the work that they were paid to do. The way to make fast scrambled eggs is to pour boiling water into my mouth and then crack an egg into my mouth, swish it around, and swallow it. And that <laughs> exactly. Is how do it. Pour straight up boiling water. <laughs> These are uh, these are good ideas. And that is how I built my tolerance to everything in life. <laughs> I get the feeling I have uh, little ideas to contribute today. I think I I'd obviously know the culprit, and I will uh, address the, address the matter next time. Talk to yourself before you get on here. <laughs> well, I think it just is a matter of what what you choose to smoke. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, definitely. I think that's a big one. I, I was in that state it, last it, night. Like I thought it'd make me very zen. Why you were meditating mm -hmm. or something last night? Uh, what was I doing? No, I was smoking um, the hookah. I then drank uh, three quarters of a bottle of white wine. So like th I think the mixture really just kind of flattened down my brain waves. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. All right. Well, I would consider this a, a nice and relaxing endeavor. <laughs> yes. I actually have to go. Um, they put little fire pits outside of the dorms, so the girls are insisting that I start a fire for them. Um, one of the dorms might be burnt down by tomorrow. We will see. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Good luck. <laughs> it's a lot of trust. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the fire And I will you. send you the folder When I have it Sounds good And right. stop Stop <laughs>